I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas pros.com slash friends. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at trylifemd.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Welcome back to another episode of Already Friends. This is Kara. I'm Allison. And today's episode is pre-recorded. We recorded this ahead of time. We've got some crazy schedules on both our ends these next coming weeks. So we wanted to get ahead of the curve. We actually had a really long interview. We had so many questions. So we are not going to do any recaps, peak of the week this week. But we had an amazing guest who was available now, um, who are also extremely busy, which you guys will hear about with launching their own business. They are within their first six months of operating and they are growing rapidly. So the timing was perfect. We had to hop on it. 
And yeah, this episode will come out later. Allison, do you want to tell us a little bit about our guest today? I will give a little backstory to how I virtually met the Creme Caramel girls. I was in a clubhouse chat room and one of them was also in the chat room and we were just asking about TikTok tips and tricks. It's a lot of teas. And I went to creep because as she was talking about her French baker, I'm like, oh, who is this girl? She sounds so cool. So like, go look at the Instagram, immediately DM her. And I was like, hey, my friend Karen and I just started a podcast. Would you ever want to come on? And they were like, yes, let's do it. And I was like, jaw on the floor. No way. Okay, let's do it. And that was probably three weeks ago. And we were trying to be respectful of their time and keep it to an hour. But Karen and I were saying we probably could have asked them four hours worth of questions. Yeah, it was such an interesting interview. I think talking to people who have also started a business in COVID is just so interesting. Like hearing about what hurdles they've had starting from scratch. Like it's been, it was so cool to see into how they've been featured in Vogue and how they did Caroline, what's her name? Caroline Vreeland. Caroline Vreeland's wedding cake. Like what the heck? So yeah, I'm excited for you guys to hear. They're super sweet. I feel like I could go get a coffee with them in New York and feel like they're my my friends. We're yes. already friends. We're already friends. Yes. Yeah. They're so sweet. Like you said, have such a cool story. And yeah, we asked them everything from starting a business from scratch and moving your operations from your friend's apartment kitchen to a commercial kitchen in Soho, sending out PR packages. We talked about everything and we think you guys are really going to enjoy this interview. Yes. I think one of the most inspiring things to me is operating or starting and operating a business in your own country sounds so hard. I can't even imagine going to a different continent in my second language and starting a business. So just even that there alone is incredible, but we will get into it and let them tell you all about Creme Caramel. Today we have not just one, but two very special guests, Elisa and Alana. One of them is live from New York right now, and one is live from Paris. Kara's in St. Louis, and I'm in Omaha. So just to even get here to this recording, took so many moving parts, so we are so excited that it worked out, and we are so happy and thankful to have them. They are the owners of Creme Caramel, is a French bakery located in New York, and we're going to learn a little bit about them individually and then how they came together and what all the ins and outs of their bakery are like and the upcoming maybe next one, three and five years for them. So it's very nice to meet you ladies. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves one at a time really quick? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you can go ahead. Okay, sure. Uh, my name's Alana. Uh, I'm one of the co-founders of Creme Caramel and I'm currently in New York. I've been here for six years. I'm originally French and I grew up in Israel and I moved to New York to study where I was working for a couple of years in the art world. And uh, due to the pandemic, we started Creme Caramel. I'll let Ellie um, introduce herself so we can get more into what we do. Yeah. Hey, everyone. So I'm Ellie, the other co-founder. Uh, I'm originally French and I've lived in Paris forever. And then I moved to New York to, to study at Parsons. And I came back to Paris to do my master's in entrepreneurship. And then I came back to New York and started Creme Caramel with Ilana. Wow, that is so cool. I'm just absolutely mm -hmm. amazed by you ladies and your journey. And it's honestly just begun. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys want to give us the background of Creme Caramel and how it came to be? Yeah, sure. So actually, we are we both love uh, cooking and we love the food. We have this passion for food for 
we we actually had that forever and this is one of the things we shared with Ilana since we, we met. And so um, I think we both learned from our grandmother's savoir-faire and like traditions and we used to cook with them. They, they teach us how to make uh, their specialty. So we both had our grandmother's um, cookbooks and uh, what we wanted uh, with the concept of creme caramel is to keep this heritage that we got from them but like kind of spice it up a little and give it a modern image at the end and another another part of the concept that we really you know thought about when we were creating creme caramel is because of the pandemic we realized that there wasn't a lot of businesses closed in the industry and we wanted to take advantage of this opportunity and really see what we can make out of it so the idea that we're an online bakery was really due to the fact that people are not really going out of their way to go to a bakery and sit down for coffee but rather want that hot bread delivered to their door so that really was one of the main ideas of how we came to being online and yeah do you think that without the pandemic that you guys would have pursued trying to open up like a brick and mortar bakery? Uh, I think, I mean, without the pandemic, I think that we wouldn't even be doing creme caramel, maybe in many years, or I think that's what brought us together. I We both graduated from our master's in August, this August in 2020. It was a really interesting time um, to like take a next step in our career. We were both thinking, what is the best path for us? Um, was it to work in an office and um, work from home on our laptops? Or was it really to take the opportunity and start our own thing? So it was really the best opportunity that was handed to us. Uh, people are, are really excited about these creations. It brings joy during really hard times. And um, it was, it's difficult to say, but it was really great thing that happened to us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think it's totally fine to see the silver linings with COVID. Obviously, we all know the horrible things that came out of it. So it's nice to hear positive yeah. stories and see how you guys literally grew something from nothing out of that. I think it'd be cool to dive into how you guys met. I know you guys met five years ago. Do you guys want to tell that story? Sure, yeah. So we met uh, at a friend's dinner in New York five years ago. We started talking. We started becoming friends. And I was spending this summer in New York because I was doing an internship. And Ilana lived there. So we started to hang out the whole summer and see each other, start cooking on our kitchen, um, talk about food and all these kinds of things. And then uh, this is how we started. And then when I came back to Paris, every time I, I went to New York, uh, I called her and we saw each other. So we kept this uh, relationship uh, for a long time, actually. I was like, you know, I graduated and I launched a project in Paris in uh, the restaurant industry. And all the restaurants started to close in Paris. So I told my boyfriend, okay, I'm going to New York with you. I'm going to help you move all your stuff. I'm going to stay a week and I will see what happened, <laughs> what's going to happen in my life. Because I'm like this, like I love going somewhere and wait for like a sign or something. So I stayed there for the week and I met Elena. We texted each other like we have to go to dinner, try this new restaurant actually. So we went to dinner with our boyfriends and we started talking and she was like, I was like, I love what you're doing in Instagram. I love your account. I love your recipes. I love everything. So why don't we start doing something together? And I knew 
inside of me, like really deep inside me that I wanted to stay in New York with my boyfriend and I didn't want to come back to Paris because of all this COVID situation. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give everything to make it work. And we started doing the working around the concept, trying the recipes. And we we, we were actually looking for jobs together. Like she was looking uh, in a hard gallery job and I was applying in the food tech industry. And we told each other, if we don't have a jobs, we're going to we're going to continue doing creme caramel. So we started like this. And when I posted, I remember when I posted the first picture on Instagram of the, it was the marble pound cake. We, we got a message and I thought inside of me at this moment, I was like, okay, I'm staying in New York and I want to continue creme caramel because I really believe in this concept. And I think that was the best opportunity that I got in my life. And, and yeah, I, I couldn't be more grateful of what I'm doing today. So yeah, that was amazing. Wow. That's such a good story. Thankfully that uh, it's Paris and New York, because imagine being from Paris and uh, Alana living, Elena, Elena, right? Alana. 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 Okay. Alana living anywhere else besides New York. Like thankfully the food scene in New York is amazing. And I personally would say Paris is better than New York, but at least you can, <laughs> you know, have two great cities that your boyfriend and your best friend are living in that can convince you to move there. Like that's an yeah, amazing. New York actually. is really the best place to be to, I think, to start something, just to start a business. You get so much support from people around you. I was, you know, I always tell Elisa, like we were featured by many influencers and all those people that support us. They're based in New York. And that would be the, that was the only way that we started growing was through Instagram and, you know, just being featured on these people's profiles. And we have to send our goods to some, to people. And if they're not around us, we can't, we're not shipping nations wide or anything like that so if that wasn't the case we wouldn't have such instagram visibility so it's so lucky that we get to be in the city for sure do you want to talk about some of those influencers that reposted you guys because i personally have been in love with some of them for ages and i have always followed them and when i was looking at your guys's featured highlights i was like what they reposted them like you guys have made it those those accounts are huge <laughs> in the united states yeah i think you know when we first started i think it was a month or two into it i told elisa i follow all these influencers on my personal account i'm for years i like keep up to date with everything and so I told Lisa, like, trust me, like, we have to send to this. Like, they're probably not going to answer. And it was really just like out of, you know, let's just do it. Why not? We have nothing to lose. And once the first influencer posted us, which was um, Danielle Bernstein, which was a big first influencer, we realized that was the key to, you know, increasing our um, our followers and getting known in the city. So that was really the start. Uh, we realized that marketing, a big part of marketing is influencer marketing. Yeah. So I have a question. So timeline wise, you guys started this and you just said you realized marketing was a huge part of it. Was that like the, your very first priority or did you guys need to figure out your operations, like how you're going to make the food? Can you walk us through like those very first initial steps of starting this? Uh, so, yeah, sure. We started uh, in Elena's kitchen at first. Uh, we were like trying the recipes. We were taking our first orders. And then we had to move to a bigger kitchen in Soho, which is a professional kitchen. And right now we started increasing our orders um, with Daniel Bernstein's and everything. Uh, we started to get known uh, in the city. We wanted to keep it small at first so we will we'll be able to produce everything. 
So that was our beginnings. And now we're looking to move to a, a commercial kitchen, uh, a much more bigger um, kitchen. And, and yeah, marketing, I think it's one of the, like the main thing we have to think about uh, with Creme Caramel because everything goes through marketing. Uh, we're using Instagram mostly. We're trying to go on TikTok. Uh, I'm using also Clubhouse. Yeah, I also think that there is a lot of people who, a lot of accounts uh, in New York City of, you know, girls who post their baking and sell their baked goods. And the competition is still there. I think what differentiates us is really our marketing. And people are drawn to us when they see the beautiful pictures and see the see the beautiful packaging and see, you know, all the branding. They're like, okay, it's almost... We started with the attitude, you fake it till you make it, because mm-hmm. like, okay, we can we can portray ourselves as a real, real bakery, even though we're just working from our home. And until we are working in, in a, like as a real bakery. So it was always that mentality where we'll take on anything, no matter how limited our production space is. So even when we were like asked to do a wedding cake, it was really, it was tough because, you know, we don't have all the professional background in wedding cakes, but we said, let's do it. We got this. This is a great opportunity and it will bring us more wedding cakes. Like nothing can stop us. You know, it was always that attitude. And I think part of the, our marketing is really part is because of that attitude where we need to, we need to portray ourselves in a certain image so that people take us seriously. And that's why I think marketing comes even before production, because without the brand, we can't produce. We don't have demand. That's amazing. How would you describe the image that you guys are portraying? What are the values that you guys have with the content you shoot? I would love to hear more about that with how you guys have framed it. It seems like you're going for like the luxury, you know, kind of image, but I would love to hear what you guys, how you would describe what your guys' brand image is. Our packaging is really part of our brand identity. We really want something, as you said, elegant, um, refined, very French, I would say. I think that it's not something you find easily on the market. I would say that a big, you know, we have a lot of inspiration from big companies like La Durée. We love the the simplistic, elegant look. It's people, you know, people use us for gifts all the times. It's it's a beautiful gift to someone. You know, it has to look as good. A, it has to taste as good as it looks, and it has to look as good as it tastes. So, I think our packaging and our branding is really a big part of it. Um, we're looking to be just the the ideal French elegant uh, bakery in New York City. Which before there was Eric Kaiser. I don't know if you you know them. Um, they even had like the Pan Quotidien where you would go to get bread, but nothing where you can say, okay, I really want to send a package to my friend she's feeling sick or somebody a birthday cake where it comes like the full package the beautiful box the beautiful you know wrapping the sticker the card everything so I think it's a full package um, purchase (laughs) everything is very timeless I think that's just something I love about the French culture and aesthetic is everything French has been in style I feel like since the beginning of time it's just always well done and refined and intentional and as an American I feel like we just ooh and awe over that and so to be able to bring that to New York I think that adds a huge layer of legitimacy to you guys too because anyone could say start a French bakery but unless you're French 
it's not really like legit. And so, especially in a time of COVID when people can't go to Europe, like they would want to, you're like bringing that to them and not even just to the city, like literally to their doorstep, like the, all yeah. the way. It's amazing. <laughs> I think it's also um, like the, the way it tastes, I would say is very different from American baked goods who would say that they're French um, people always tell us wow like this isn't like too sweet wow like this isn't like too rich and I think that's because you know my mom always taught me if you take a recipe from online always minimize the sugar that you put in it always do half of what they say and it's because you and that's really what taught me when I bake is just not to make it too sweet it doesn't need to be sweet if the ingredients are good and fresh it will taste great without all that sugar so I think that's also a big part of what we our value and how we see our our baked goods I like that that's a good tip yeah, yeah. I think I need to do that <laughs> you're so right well I kind of already do do that like when I find a recipe online it's like add brown sugar then add maple syrup then add I'm like what like this is <laughs> so much I find a recipes also here it's always replaced with coconut sugar replaced with this replaced with that and it's like it doesn't just because there's flour or just because there's sugar doesn't mean it's unhealthy it's all the proportions and mm. it's all you know how big of a slice you're gonna eat I don't know I think you can what I also liked about our concept is I was also selling um, savory foods before just you know, on my own. And I found that what's great about a bakery is that you use the same ingredients for almost everything. If you, you know, at least French baked goods, we use butter, flour, sugar, and baking powder, you know, the bane. So it's great to be able to just do with different creations with the same ingredients. Yeah, that's so wild. Does a lot of the differentiation come in literally like in the oven process or in like the dough it's like you can make you can make so many things with one kind of dough. It's whether you put different fruits or different, you know, it's just it's always the basic, you know, in France, you have the basic recipes for a pound cake, a tart dough and a chocolate cake. It's like the basic. And then whatever you create with that is your own imagination, I think. Oh, really quickly before we get into that. So all of this currently was done in your apartment. And then you guys will take it to people's homes. Is it just you two working? Will you maybe give me a little rundown of like the actual kitchen process? Yeah, Lisa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we started at Ilana's home. And at the beginning, we were only, uh, it was just the two of us. So we were doing uh, the orders. We were preparing everything, every items. And then we were going to go deliver them to, the, to people's door. So we were with our package and we wanted to meet our first clients. So we were working on the streets. We were biking around the, <laughs> the city and we were literally like having the bags everywhere in our hand and delivering the people. And that was the best experience of our lives because we got to meet our first clients. We got to uh, go from start to finish the whole process together we wanted to see everything because we have to we have to do that before we form some other people to do it. So we started like this and then we moved to this kitchen in Soho and we we had to hire a delivery guy with a car because we had like all this package and all these fragile items such as the tarts and everything. So it it really had to be carried carefully and delivered to people's door. And we still want to keep doing the the important deliveries, like, for example, for birthdays or 
um, for weddings or baby showers, every anything that we we still want to carry and like take care of. And we we also do some deliveries sometimes to surprise people and kind of keep on meeting them, like the client we love, the client we want to meet, the new clients, everything. We want to have this relationship with our clients because I think this is really important and we want to fidelize them and, and yeah, have this like, you know... <laughs> Yeah, when we awesome. when we show up with the delivery and people kind of recognize us, if it's them at the door, they're like, yeah. "Oh, aren't you Ellie? Are you Ela?" Because <laughs> that's how we you know introduce ourselves on Instagram, and we're like, "Yeah, um, we know that this is a special you know when we do." If it's for a big order or like a special delivery, we want to make sure it's us doing it because you never know. So we're like, yeah, it's a special order. We wanted to make sure everything is okay. And they appreciate it so much. It's yeah. amazing. So if we can do it, why not? I think it's only a plus to be able to meet these people. Wow. That's so cool. I Sorry, I'm like so nosy about this. Would you like take the subway? You said you rode bikes. Would you, or did you have a car to do this? No, we, yeah, we were doing in the car, like we were renting the car all. Wow. And then now our delivery guy has a car. Yeah. But like for close, like for less fragile things, we did with bikes and walked around and, you know, (laughs) did everything we could. New York is big. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I can't even imagine biking everywhere and doing all that. Good for you guys. (laughs) Are there any other challenges you had in the beginning? Like, it's cool to hear that you guys started out, you know, doing everything yourself, being very scrappy. Was there anything else that you were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we did that in the beginning. Like, look how far we've come. I think it's a lot of things, you know, we had to just do on the spot. For example, uh, we we were out of packaging a few times at the beginning because, you know, we didn't expect so many orders all at once and the packaging didn't come in time and we're running all over the city or just like running to go grab like a piece of uh, some butter that we were missing. You know, now we get everything in bulk. But before everything was kind of, we don't know how many orders we're going to get. And suddenly one influencer posts us and we have like 50 orders for the next day. And we're like, okay, we have to run to Trader Joe. And it's just, it was like really, we had like our boyfriends and our sister and like my sister and, you know, people we know just help us with deliveries at times. It was really just like a team effort at the beginning. Now, obviously everything is more um, calculated and we work differently, but it was really an experience at the beginning. That's like a huge stride though, because it's only been six months. You launched October 2020, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, we officially, I think it was October and end of September, October. Wow. That's moving very quickly to be able to already have moved to the place in Soho, to have already hired a delivery guy, to have so much worked out. Elisa, you're already back in Paris. Like, how are you doing all of this remotely? Right now, we we just like, we closed the creme caramel for a week. Okay. So I came back to Paris and I'm coming back uh, at the end of the week. So I'm doing like when I'm remotely, like I'm doing the all the marketing part, um, all the communication, everything, taking the orders, and we have the delivery guy. So yeah, a lot actually happened in these months. We learned a lot. I remember one Saturday night we had to cook the entire night. Like we had parties, we wanted to go out, you know. And I remember we had this um, we had this baby shower, and we closed ourselves in the kitchen with the music, and we started dancing. 
and like cooking and it was like one of the best memories I kept from this and now everything is in place and like we know how to organize ourselves better so yeah you're still having fun with the chaos with the yeah part of you know especially the baking you don't really realize this when you're not baking but Things have to be ready at 10 a.m. to be delivered to people's doors on Sunday morning. Like people want baked goods in the morning normally unless it's dessert or whatever. And so we have to wake up really early and just work very different hours than, you know, a normal job. So that was also a challenge to get used to. Uh, I think it's it's a really like interesting field, like to work, you know, from changing from like an office job to just something more physical is very, was a really interesting shift. What time do you guys usually get up and start baking? I mean, on the days that, especially Friday, which is our busiest day, we wake up at like five and everything, you know, is ready by 10 so that it's delivered, you know, early. We always say deliveries are going to be before noon. You know, it's very hard to to like plan out everything and it make everyone happy when you have limited people working for you. So even with our delivery guy, he's like just one guy. So to, we deliver all over Manhattan and Brooklyn. So it's it's tough to, you know, have everyone at the same time. But we're slowly, you know, expanding and hopefully it's going to be more on demand the more we grow. Yeah, you're right. That is a big challenge because so everyone wants it all at the same time. And you're like, well, this would be easier if everyone wanted these all day long. But you have yeah, hundreds of people that want the pastry Friday at 10 a.m. Exactly. Wow. So, yeah, so- making on demand is the hardest, I think, challenge for us at the moment, because, you know, somebody decides when they wake up that they want a, a like a challah bread. We have to tell them you have to order at least two days in advance. You know, we can't nothing is on demand unless by chance we have extra. So I think that's going to be that's at the moment the biggest challenge and why we are refraining from launching the website as soon as possible, because, you know, once we have a website, people can order whenever they want. And it's not through us anymore where we can have that conversation. Oh, by the way, you have to order two days in advance. You know, there's lots of limitations to that. Yeah, because it's a perishable item because like I sell clothing. So it's like it's fine. You can buy 10 tank tops and they can just sit on the shelf. But with you guys, you're like, no, this has a tiny window that it's fresh and available for you. And you can't just have it on a whim all the time. Yeah. And if we don't produce a lot, like it's not going to be available right away. Yeah. So finding that sweet spot between making enough to fill the demand, but not making too much to where you have waste. Do you feel like there was a lot of that at the beginning over and undershooting? Um, I don't think at the beginning we actually never made extra because we didn't have that demand and we had more time to say, okay, oh, today we don't have any orders. We can do it for you for today, but for 4 p.m. And people are like, okay, fine, we'll have it for 4 p.m. <laughs> but now it's like, I literally, we don't have time to make it for 4 p.m. We have orders all day. So, and we have orders for all day tomorrow. So I think it's like having less of that free time to just do it whenever people want. Whenever we do have that little window where we have time, we do make extra for the week where, you know, a lot of things can be um, made in advance and then cooked last minute. So we try to just like, we're figuring out a system as we go every day. We learn every day. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. What would you say your favorite part has been so far? And then the biggest obstacle that you've had to overcome? The favorite part was, I think, when we started, we kind of did everything as we wanted to do it. Like, we tried the recipes in Eli's kitchen for 
for like weeks. We were cooking together. We were thinking about what we're gonna, what we were gonna do. We were crossing our grandmother's cookbook, so that was really fun. And I think, yeah, when we started to get um, reposted by influencers, we started to get more and more people coming into our Instagram account, like. We started to talk with people. They were asking us, like, can I order this? And can I order this? And they were asking us questions about what we were doing. And we, we kind of felt like, oh, my God, people actually love what we're doing. They want to order. They are telling other friends that uh, they should order to Creme Caramel. And we started to get um, a little bit known in the city. And kind of the reference where you can buy um, a sweet present for, for a friend or, like, bring some press rings for or morning, weekend, everything. And I think this was the best feeling when you start from nothing and we build the entire process. We get yourselves known. We work hard to like produce beautiful stuff and tasteful things actually, like because like Ilana is making the best challah breads in all New York City and like the items are amazing. And, I, and I'm trying to make them look amazing too on Instagram with the pictures and everything. So we constantly having like, we constantly have a lot of fun producing the stuff and then shoot them take the pictures try them um set up set up everything for the for the shootings so i think that's our um, that's uh that's how the best time we we're having in the kitchen and obviously the upstakers right now are like we want to grow the business and i think right now we are we're thinking about scaling it and we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of obstacles in the in the in a way so we have to think about the a bigger kitchen we have to think about hiring other people to help us and it's kind of our concept you know so it's kind of hard to like go from your concept together like just the, the two of us working together and having so much fun to learn like make people learn about what we do and like form them in the kitchen like actually grow the business so yeah it's starting from little like just the two of us to a I think uh, a bigger system and like, yeah, we love obstacle. We actually love like having, uh, having some like stress rushing out, uh, like g going to the grocery store at, at last minute and have to cook for, I don't know, a hundred people at the time. We love having that. And we always figure out something. Like if we don't have a solution, we will come up with something. I think that's our, that's our state of mind. So yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think the best feeling is somebody saying, oh, I, I heard of you guys. Like, oh my God, I, my friend told me about you guys. I can't believe it's you. Like just, you know, people actually knowing us and we're like, how do you even know us? You, you just don't expect that until someone says it. Oh my God, I follow you on Instagram. It's so funny. Um, so I think that's really the best feeling. And as well, I think we have the best time just creating things, creating, you know, all the pictures. We, we spend hours like cutting one slice of cake and photographing <laughs> it. And it's just, we laugh, you know, that's really the best time we have together. And agree, I agree totally with Elisa, the, the biggest obstacle so far, we were under a lot of stress with like scaling it. And if we don't scale at a certain time, you know, this is the opportunity. Things are going to open up very quickly. We need to, you know, everything is, it's starting to, to feel like stress where we need to move forward. And it's not, you know, it's not a hobby anymore. And it's a real thing and we have people working for us and we have a lot of responsibilities just for two people I think it's it's getting really tough but it's a good kind of stress so as Elisa said it's what drives us every day to wake up people ask me how do you wake up at five in the morning like 
how do you even want to do that? And I'm like, how do you go to the club because you want to, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, need the energy to do that. I don't have the energy to go to the club anymore, but I have the energy to wake up at five in the morning. So I think it's really, if you have a passion for something and then we both do, it's what drives something be where it is um, to grow. And every business comes with obstacles. I think it's just how you handle it and the way you view it. You need to have a positive outlook on everything. So Kara, do you have anything that you want to ask? Sorry, I feel like I was stealing the question spotlight. No, I, so yeah, that's such a great point. And I wanted to ask, so you guys have gotten so many good features through Instagram, through all these major influencers, major publications. Like what are your next marketing goals? Who do you want to, like what magazine do you guys want to be in? Or like, what's your next big push? I know you mentioned TikTok. What are your goals with that? Like, how's that going? Lisa, you want to... <laughs> so we actually working on um, on all these journalism things, and yeah. we we were featured in a, in a French magazine, and we got a lot of demand afterwards. We we actually got a lot of followers on Instagram, and a lot of people asking us for orders. So yeah, for now we we're starting to. We keeping it small since we have to produce the stuff. But once we're going to scale uh, the business properly, uh, we would love to be featured in magazines such as uh, the New York Magazine or the New York Post or the Times. All of these amazing magazines that we read all the time and that we love. We, we have already been featured in Vogue and that. I think was the best feeling ever because Vogue is, is Vogue, you know? You were featured so in we Vogue? Yeah, we Sorry? were. What? Wedding cake. Oh my gosh. Was it Caroline's wedding yeah. cake? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's incredible. Okay, wow. I feel like we should give some context maybe to that because oh, I feel yeah. like that was a huge accomplishment in itself. Do you want to dive into that story? Yeah, uh, Caroline's wedding cake was really an opportunity outside the blue, uh, like outside of nowhere. I don't even know how, you know, basically two weeks before her wedding. I know, I think even a week. How long? I don't even know. It was two weeks before her wedding. She did her wedding last minute. We get a call from her friend who was an influencer we send stuff to. And oh my gosh. Connected us with her. And she said, it's going to be a small cake. Don't worry. Um, it's only 10 people wedding. And I'm like, okay, sure. And I call uh, Caroline and she's like, okay, I want a three tier, three to four tier cake. I want it this, this and that. And I'm like, what? I mean, I, didn't, <laughs> my, I was freaking out. I said, <laughs> I was like, okay, sure. Well, I'll see what I can do. I mean, we have like a two week, two week notice. So like, I don't know if everything's possible, but um, I'll definitely try to do what you want. So after I hang up, I'm freaking out and I'm like, okay, you just, I told Elisa, like, why did we do this? Why did we? <laughs> I'm going to cry. And because we knew that it was going to be featured somewhere, we knew it was going to be, we didn't really know all the details. At first, I didn't even know it was for Caroline until we spoke on the phone. Um, I just knew that it was for somebody influential. Um, and like popular on Instagram. So I didn't even know it was for her. I just said yes. And uh, that's how we, you know, we decided to do it and we managed to do it. She wanted a carrot cake. Um, she had, she was very specific about how she wanted it. She sent us flowers um, because it was going to be the flowers that she had at her wedding. Sorry. <laughs> that's New York, New York City, baby. Yeah. <laughs> In case you miss the city. Uh, <laughs> and... So it was really crazy. I, I think I didn't sleep for like a week because I was so stressed about it because I knew that, you know, so I read so many stories. What I do all day if I'm not baking is look at like tutorials of how to do things. 
like how to make things or like read stories about how people make things. And there were so many disaster stories on wedding cakes that I had like the most anxiety just transporting <laughs> the cake or like it falling apart when like you put one because believe it or not, making a wedding cake requires a lot of like science. You have to put like you have to put certain sticks in and certain parts of the cake so that it doesn't fall apart when you put the layers and it's just all these things things we had to learn uh but it was great i think uh, it was a good accomplishment and worth it and like elisa said we want to be hopefully featured on like new york eater um all these like eating um guides uh, magazine and i also think that like our because we did a lot of influencers obviously it's a great channel to go through i just think what we're working on next is a lot of collaborations with different companies. And we have a lot of exciting projects coming along that I'm excited for. So there's always something new. Okay, I have to roll it back slightly to this Caroline thing. If anyone doesn't know, her name is Caroline Vreeland. That's, oh, yeah. she's just, oh, she's very quirky and aesthetic or very quirky and eclectic. But were you happy with how the cake turned out? Do you feel like she liked it? Were you proud? Yeah, she, she said, you know, she told me on the phone, like, I don't even like cake, but this is for my husband. <laughs> uh, and he loves carrot cake. So I was like, okay. And, you know, she texted us after that it was so great and so beautiful and so delicious. And she was really happy with everything. So that was, you know, the best feeling, just getting that feedback. And um, and yeah. And then Vogue took pictures at her wedding and then they featured you guys. Yeah. So she yeah, her whole wedding was featured. And um, so we were the wedding, the cake. So that was part of it. And they took beautiful pictures. It was great. Um, it was, yeah. So she told us after that Vogue would be featuring us in it. That was cool. Well, it truly goes to show you never know what a PR package or reaching out to someone, giving something to someone for free will do for you. Like yeah. that is a huge accomplishment from just sending someone a cake or a baked good. That's incredible. Yeah, it was really, it was worth it. I think we always... These people, the best feeling is also when like we send something for free to an influencer or someone and they order from us after they're like, I loved it. I'm going to order for myself. I'm going to order for this. So I think that shows, you know, that's the best accomplishment. Yeah, that's amazing. Such cool stories. So much more is going to come. Well, do you guys want to tell us where you see the business in maybe a year and then maybe five years? Because I know you said you want to expand. So that's definitely on your horizon. Yeah, sure. So for now, we so we want to keep it online for now. We kind of the online bakery, online French bakery in New York and people love it. So for now, we want to get ourselves known in the city and start building a community around it. So we want to, we only have a kitchen and work from a commercial kitchen for for a while, I guess, let's say four months and maybe a year. We also want to have like to start doing some pop-ups around the city. We were thinking about renting a food truck so we don't have to stay in one specific place and we can move around the city and make like everyone taste our products. Like something very uh, visual, um, a food truck that will be like really creme caramel, like elegant, refined with our logo on it. We, re- we, we really want to have this and like go all around the city and make everyone taste our stuff. And I think in five years, maybe... Our dream would be to have a storefront with a kitchen inside 
and produce everything very fresh and like, you know, have hot stuff coming out of the oven and just like starting to place every items on the bakery. That would be our dream. I think if one day I see creme caramel in the New York street, I may be crying. Like I will cry for sure <laughs> to see all our, like all of the journey we came like from start to, to finish. That would be an amazing opportunity. So, yeah. So I think that would be our, like the next of our, our, of our journey. Wow. And what neighborhood in New York do you guys want to be in? Are you Soho girls or what are you thinking? It's tough because <laughs> when you see the demand now, like of where people order, it's really, you know, there's a lot of Brooklyn and there's a lot of, um, there's lots of Soho and lots of Upper East Side. Um, we both, uh, from just actually, we we uh, found uh, Brooklyn, we discovered Brooklyn from doing a lot of deliveries there. And I think we both really fell in love with it. I don't know if it would be there, but I just, I love Brooklyn so much now. But, you know, just to see it even on in Soho would be cool. It's really, I think New York City is going to change so much in five years. It's changed this year. It's going to change this summer. It's really hard to say. But I definitely think that in the next five years, part of it will be online. Part of it will be in these luxurious food trucks uh, that you can find in like Central Park or something or on your way I don't know on the upper side or there's so many ways to do it I just think that now our advantage is that we're online so yeah. that going I think yeah that's a, huge a lease in New York would could take you out like that's just so expensive yeah so yeah. with the kitchen like we are paying rent with the kitchen already it's less but it's more responsibility you're paying more people to work for you it's just a lot of um, expenses that it's not really necessary right now. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, I think you guys definitely started the right way, being all online. And like you just said, in a year, the summer could be different. Three years could be different. Five years, the world might be totally back open again. And then a brick and mortar will make sense. But yeah, I think COVID yeah. taught us to realize, like taught us that you can't, you have to like, you never know what's going to happen mm -hmm. and try to not plan, you know, a five-year plan is not really something that you can look into yet. Uh, like mm -hmm. yearly, monthly, I don't know, but five years out of our vision. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You have to think about the everyday and just stick with the basics. And that's something you guys have definitely done is like, what do we need? What do we like? What's the bare minimum we need to purchase so that we can make this a successful brand? And yeah, that's something I think people can definitely take from your guys' story. And, and you can be featured in Vogue and not have a storefront. Like, <laughs> it's incredible. I have a follow up on your guys' educational background because one of you has your master's in science and one has a master's in entrepreneurship. Do you feel like that was crucial in to launching Creme Caramel? Um, yeah. So my master's in, is in technology management. It's a master's of science. Okay. So that's I think that taught me everything about like being an entrepreneur in a way because the main it's a, it's a weird name for a master's. I don't think it really does it justice because it's not really... It's, I don't know, people don't understand from it what it is. We basically, we basically were taught how to build a business today and in using technology to make it better. So we learned how to start a business from start to finish. We created business models. We did um, 
presentations like for investors, you know, how how would you create a presentation to an investor and what do you need to include? So I think it was it was really like crucial for me to have that, to have um, to be able to start with the mindset of an entrepreneur, how to build a business. And I think Elisa, she can tell you a bit more about her master's was very, had a very similar journey. Yeah, it was exactly the same. My master's was is actually designed for people who have um, an idea that they want to um, they want to create. So you have different um, different profile in the masters. You have like some business people, some people that have done art, uh, medical school, um, like um, tourism school, a- anything. And and then you have other engineers people. So the master is designed to kind of team up with different people and start a business. So it was really like Ilana. We were always uh, pitching in front of investors. We have to do work on business plans. It was really like from start, like creating the idea to finish when you pitch to investors and you actually want to build the idea. And I did the, the master's at first to build my first project in the restaurant industry. So it taught me everything. It was really concrete. Everything that I've learned the master's really helped me in the day-to-day with Creme Caramel. So I think, yeah, doing this kind of studies is really helpful uh, if you want to if you want to start a project. Yeah, I think the uh, degree of entrepreneurship gets looked over a lot because people are like, I don't know what I want to do. Do I want to do art? Do I want to do cooking? Do I want to do this? But doing something more broad like entrepreneurship it can help you apply that to any of your interests. I, exactly. I'm kind of rethinking like, why didn't I do that? That would have been very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's amazing. Do you guys have anything you want to add? I feel like we can wrap up yeah. with like if you have any last thoughts, if you want to plug anything you guys have been working on, plug your socials where we can support and find you guys. I mean, now you can order from us through our Instagram, Creme Caramel New York, NYC. We are having our website launching very soon and hopefully a pop up this summer. So keep your ears out for that. Come visit us in New York. You too. Yes, so, we will. <laughs> Bet I'll be there. <laughs> so we can maybe meet, and um, you know, it would also be really nice to have a coffee, all of us. And I would love to hear your guys' stories as well. Absolutely, I will definitely be back, Allison. Oh yeah, too. we're going. We were talking about going yeah. like next week, and we're like, okay, maybe it's too soon, but we will definitely so come. Now. Maybe it's we'll like, sync it when you guys have I your pop up. Yeah. Okay. We'll send yeah. you. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Wait, I love that idea. That's great. We'll definitely send out invites. Yay! Anything else you want to plug? TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think Lisa's yeah. gonna do um, a clubhouse um, group. I don't know. You can tell her. Yeah, on Clubhouse, I've started a club um, named Midnight Baking, where we're gonna have some. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cook all together, and we're gonna have some people coming and talk about their journey in the industry and and what they love to cook and maybe sometimes have some live recipes to follow all together on Clubhouse. So yeah, it's under my name. Uh, so Elisa Torchman and then it's uh, my club Midnight Baking. So yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we'll link it in the show notes so yeah. our listeners can just click on that and join you for that. That's all awesome. Right. Well, you yeah, ladies are outstanding. You're doing great. You're killing it. I'm so excited to see where this takes you. And thank you for uh, having us here. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. It was amazing to meet you guys. And thank you for uh, all your questions and your interest in Creme Caramel. You can come whenever. We'd love to have you. Well, twist our arm. We'll be right there. 
No, we'll sample everything for you. <laughs> oh yeah. If you ever need a taste tester. <laughs> yeah. I got <Awesome>. you. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great week. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Already Friends. It means the world to us that you are listening, liking, subscribing, and following us on Instagram. We are really trying to build up our rating in Apple Podcasts. So if you could leave a review, we are a review and a rating. We're doing a giveaway at the end of the year for AirPod Pros. So Kara is going to tell you how you can enter that giveaway. Yes. So to be entered into this giveaway, you need to leave a five-star rating and review on the Apple Podcast app. Go ahead and click five-star, write a little snippet about what you're enjoying with the podcast, and then screenshot that and send it to our Instagram at We're Already Friends. That way you'll be entered. We'll see it. And yeah, we're doing the drawing at the end of the year. So again, thank you for your support. It really means the world to us and it lets us keep doing what we're doing. Yes. Thank you guys so much. We'll catch you next Next time.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.